Hello, welcome, welcome, welcome to Kernels of Truth, brought to you by Progress Kentucky. Uh, we have a fantastic show for you tonight, and uh, after we check in with tonight's co-hosts, we'll do our political news roundup. We give, we're going to be focusing on the uh, Derek Chauvin verdict and what it means for Kentucky. Also, since it's Earth Week, we're continuing our conversation about coal and helping Kentucky's rural communities move beyond coal and into a clean energy future. Then we got a call to action to support voting rights. Got a new semi-regular segment on the worst politician in the Commonwealth. Uh, and then we've got Doug Price coming correct in a new installment of Doug Price is Right. Not to confuse with Doug Price's right wing on some other YouTube channel that you can find uh, if you spend enough time there. Uh, first, our quick plug for Progress Kentucky, as you may know, unless this is your first time watching the show, in which case, welcome. Uh, we are an all-volunteer campaign committed to turning Kentucky purple by supporting compassionate policies which put people first. And if you care about that mission and want to help us meet our goal of raising $1,500 for our current organizing effort, please head to our secure Act Blue page and make a donation. It doesn't have to be big. You could donate $5, that would be helpful. You could donate $50, that would be 10 times as helpful. You could donate $500 and that, you know, even more so, really, there's no stopping you. Uh, whatever you wanna do, it's all uh, useful. It'll all be put directly to the cause. And because I mentioned this earlier, we're all volunteer. No one's taking a cut, you know? This isn't going to pad anyone's paychecks or anything like that. Anyway, so that's us. Uh, go on over there, make a donation. Uh, I am excited to bring on our co-hosts uh, for this fantastic show. Uh, and as we do every week, we're gonna ask folks who they are, where they are, and what does their protest sign say today? Because again, this is not some talking heads news show. This is a digital demonstration for a purple Kentucky. Um, so my, I'm Aaron, coming to you from Childsburg, uh, you know, a, subdivision. I'll just admit it. It's a subdivision. Cookie cutter home subdivision uh, just outside of Lexington. And uh, my protest sign says, disarm the police. Uh, so that's what mine says. What does is, what is yours say, you there on the interwebs? I know people are watching us. How many people are watching us? A few. Three. Three. Somebody share, the, would, would you people, okay, don't worry about putting your protest sign in, just share the live stream so we can get that number up to a, a more remarkable number. Three, come on, that's, like, there's, that's us right here. Anyway, uh, so uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna check in with our co-host now, uh, Nate. Yes? 
Hi, uh, this is Nate Orshan, uh, broadcasting here from South Frankfurt, our kitchen in my home. And uh, tonight, my my protest sign is just sh short, simple, and and truth: uh, justice for Brianna. Amen. All right, and the third chair this evening, Kimberly. Hi, um, I'm coming to you live from Louisville, Kentucky. And my protest sign says today, serve justice all the time, everywhere, to everybody. Yes, Yeehaw. justice serve it. for everybody. Uh, and then Ken, you got a sign? Got I do. On wood for us. It's 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 uh, carved uh, <laughs> from from a lot of effort was put into this sign. Many many uh, months have gone by, and my sign is uh, get your shot so you can feel good about going. But I'm still wearing a mask, so that's my sign. Yeah, yeah, vaccinated. That's exciting. Vaccinated. Um, was that two? I couldn't really tell. Was it, have you had your both? It's Johnson and Johnson. So I only get one, one and done. I, I haven't gotten any blood clots yet. I feel good. It, it was kind of crappy when I first got the shot, but I feel good. I, I've talked to doctors about the Johnson and Johnson vaccine as well. I have friends that are doctors. I know it's weird, but they, they, they've told me there's not really a whole lot to worry about, but you know, I mean, you know, six blood clots out of seven million shots seems like that's not, not horrible. Um, you know, I don't want to make light of it, certainly. Uh, but what I did want to say is that I, starting tomorrow, am like legit. My two weeks post shot two uh, is tomorrow. So I am, I am excited to get out of the house. <laughs> uh, all right. So, uh, Put yours in there. I think we've got one from Annabelle. She says we need more police accountability. Uh, I like that one. Uh, and that's all I'm seeing in the chat. So if you've got a, maybe you were busy, you're sharing. We're up to four viewers now. So yeah, sure. It's like people are sharing, people are getting folks on. Uh, at any rate, uh, put yours in the chat if you're watching. Any you want to share, if you feel like sharing, I think you should share. We're, it's a community here, right? It's not like, we're not broadcasting, you know, one to many. It's we're all in this together. All right. So uh, news of the week. That's our first segment. Going to check in on a few stories. Uh, you know, first one's a pretty heavy one, uh, and we're going to turn to Kimberly for it. Last last evening, uh, the jury came back with all guilty on all three counts for third degree murder, second degree murder and manslaughter, which was a complete surprise to the entire country, although we had seen exactly what happened within the nine minutes and 29 seconds of the brutal, horrible killing of George Floyd. And um, when I saw this outcome, I was on pins and needles all day. We've waited for almost a year for this trial to cease. And finally, we feel like justice was done. And even to those that are blue lives matter, all lives matter, had to even say to themselves, seeing the video of a man who had cried out I can't breathe 27 times and also calling for his mother when he was subdued and still had a knee upon the neck. 
So how I felt about this, Aaron, totally uh, yesterday was abdication. I felt um, justified. There was just a little slither of uh, justice for all of us, and especially as a Black woman in America, where it is traumatizing on a daily basis that we see the brutal murders of Black folks being hunted down like dogs and killed, it presents a certain type of trauma. And I'm sure that this trauma goes to everyone who sees these uh, particular uh, videos and footage time and time again. And now we have to wait in Minneapolis as far as um, the killing of uh, Mr. Wright by uh, Kimberly Hobbs, former police officer there. And when we look at this situation, we see that, you know, justice denied is justice delayed. And here in Kentucky, we're seeing also that justice is delayed when it comes to the Breonna Taylor case, a very well-known worldwide case that came out of Louisville, Kentucky, of which I live, of a Black woman sleeping in her bed. Actually, she wasn't asleep. She was in the bed looking at TV with her boyfriend. And I'd like to make note of this, that her boyfriend, Kenneth Walker, was also in Minnesota yesterday for the festivities with uh, Reverend Al Sharpton and the uh, brother of George Floyd. He was included in that. Um, but here in Kentucky, we have a Pinocchio uh, attorney general which is Daniel Cameron. Wouldn't it be nice if we had Keith Ellison as our state attorney general that believes in justice? So, you know, when it comes to Cameron, he can't tell the truth. He lied about what charges he shared with the grand jury. He faced an impeachment ever over that. And thanks to the grand jurors who stood up for the truth, but of course, the House Impeachment Committee didn't seem to have any interest in ensuring the chief law enforcement officer of our state was held accountable for lying. And so the new wrinkle to Cameron's legacy of lies is that he has misrepresented his accountability for dark money and the PAC support of Trump's sedition rally. So Trump is no longer the president, as we well know. It would be President Biden at this time, who gave a great and gracious and faith-filled moving forward speech after the verdict, along with his vice president, Kamala Harris, which I may add is my sorority sister of the great, great sorority of AKAs. So we will continue to follow Brett Hankerson. That's the name, say his name, remember his name of the crime that he committed and the legacy that he will also have in history. So as we follow Brett Hankerson's trial of three court dates of first degree wanton endangerment that had absolutely nothing to do with the murder of Breonna Taylor, who was shot in excess of eight times, but it's for actually shooting bullets into someone else's apartment. So of course we know that that is not justice. So 
as we look at this and we look at the Breonna Taylor murder and we see the George Taylor, uh, excuse me, George Taylor, the George Floyd verdict yesterday, Although, as we looked at the complete trial, it seemed like George Floyd was on the on the stand because he was consistently victimized and criminalized throughout the entire trial by the defense. So we can have some hope. We can have some justice in our hearts that maybe one day Breonna Taylor will be vindicated as well. But even as the jury read the verdict, another black young woman was killed, 16 years of age. Her name was Micaiah. She was a foster child in an altercation with someone else, had a knife and was shot. So what can we say? It has to stop. It truly has to stop. And we do uphold the police officers that went into it to serve and protect and be community-minded and love people and do what they do to keep us safe. But the ones that do the wrong and have not received any type of uh, justification or justice or time or anything for the crimes that they have committed, is an atrocity to mankind. So I also implore everyone to look at a show that's been coming on CNN. And I loved it because it was about uh, this family and this woman, and she looked like one of the old mothers in the church, you know, like in the Baptist church. And her son was murdered in 1981. His name was Michael Donald. He was killed by the Klan down in Alabama. He was hung on a tree and he was murdered. But Miss Beulah Mae Donald, yes, Miss Beulah Mae Donald, a black woman, a mother, a grandmother, stood up to the United Klansmen of America and won the case. She is the catalyst. She is the trendsetter that propels us to move forward to hold people accountable. Back to you, Aaron. Uh, thank you, Kimberly. It really was just um, you know, the sense of just relief that, that I personally felt last night was, you know, it was, like we were holding our breath for so long, you know, hoping for some measure of accountability for that police officer that the entire world <laughs> watched murder uh, Mr. Floyd. You know, it's, you know, it's amazing that we were like on that level of pins and needles about the outcome when it was never in dispute, right? Uh, because we've just been so conditioned to see police officers, you know, get away with with murdering black and brown people in our country, and you know that idea though, like if you know, and there's been there's been a few police officers held accountable uh, through the years. If I it feels like more are being held accountable, uh, kind of more and more. There's more of an awareness that the protests I think are are having some measure of impact, but you know, obviously the you know, the, the police and the blue eyes feels like, oh, this is one rotten apple, right? But it really does strike me as there's some fundamental problem here. And it's, you know, there's a diseased orchard 
that is uh, producing this. And I think there is white supremacy baked through this entire, you know, the police uh, system that 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 people are living in. And you know, that needs a fuller analysis. It needs real structural change. And as much as I felt relief about one verdict, I you know, or three verdicts, I suppose, we, um, you know, it doesn't change the fact that the George Floyd Act is not going anywhere in the Senate, right? You know, to get to some of these structural changes. So I don't know, that's that's my take on it. Um, Nate, what do you got? I, I can't, you know, I can't come close to anything that you both have, have said. I mean, I, I think I'll just echo the, the notion that um, the, how, how much, so much of the country was on pins and needles, as you were saying, leading up to the, the verdict, you know, just as an, another sad testament to the, the awful legacy of so much police brutality that goes uh, un, unpunished, you know, uh, and, uh, you know, we, it, it can't be that way anymore. You know, it never should have been that way in the first place, but, you know, and again, you know, just to, to echo uh, what Kimberly was saying about Daniel Cameron, if you look at the way that Chauvin was prosecuted aggressively, fairly, right, and then and then you flip the the screen and look at, at how much uh, at the grand jury uh, trial for Breonna Kill Taylor's killers, uh, you know, you think how much differently would have gone if Daniel Cameron, our Attorney General, had cared more about justice than about protecting his police. You know, that's all. Yeah, yeah exactly. Ken, do you have something you want to add in? I just think it's not enough. Like, I think that we we started the process, but accountability uh, is every day. Accountability is um, a non-for-profit justice system that that doesn't endlessly cycle people back into a private prison that they're charged for. Uh, it's it's sickening and and police shouldn't be able to murder people yeah yeah back to my sign disarm the police I, I like have, we are a wash i have in one guns. thing i want to say oh go ahead if i may Please. um i would like the viewers to understand something why this case is history making i think the last time we saw a case from beginning to end on tv was the oj simpson trial and i think that the phrase that the prosecutors used believe what you see will go down in history, just like attorney Johnny Cochran, uh, the late Johnny Cochran said, if it doesn't fit, you must acquit. Um, this is history making, the presidents of it all. And also we need to understand that the police departments, they even have the same emblems and everything, uh, started basically in the South and they were called slave patrols. So if you tried to escape the plantation, they would call the slave patrols to come and hunt you down and either bring you back, torture you and bring you back. Oh, we've lost uh, Kimberly's audio, unfortunately. Um, so uh, I did wanna just say that we've got a few more viewers right now which is great and betty weaver progress kentucky member has her sign held up and it says justice matters uh which obviously is something that i think we're all striving towards and hopefully this case you know can set some level of precedent but obviously there's some very significant 
uh, I don't know, outliers about this, this effort, you know, it's not, it's not often that you've got, you know, the, the full video and you've got the nine minutes and you've got, you know, uh, it seems like so up, I guess that's one thing that's interesting, right? Interesting is the wrong word. Uh, horrific about this because there was not a gun involved, right? So many of these, you know, the officer involved deaths are just these split second decisions where they move to their gun immediately. Uh, it's, you know, this is a whole different level of trauma and horrificness because it was this slow motion uh, decision that was not split second. He made that decision again and again and again and again uh, to hold that man down in that very, you know, uh, you know, illegal. They, uh, we heard that was not training. That was not anyway. It was, uh, yeah, still a lot of relief, but so much more to be done. I think. Um, all right. Uh, so I think we're moving on. Uh, we have got uh, story number two coming to us uh, from Nate. News of the week. Well, not not so weak. This is actually more like news of the strong. So this comes to us from an NBCnews.com story. Um, Mine Workers Union endorses Biden energy policy in exchange for job training. So you heard that right. United Mine Workers of America leadership announced, announced on Monday, the story says that uh, they will support President Joe Biden's green energy policies in exchange for a robust transition strategy, a move the union hopes its membership will support in a way as a way to transition towards new jobs. So guys, this is actually big news for Kentucky, right? Because, uh, you know, uh, it's an endorsement of this conversation that we had a couple of weeks ago about the live clean coal, quote unquote, uh, the impact coal companies are having on communities, clean waters, and of course, uh, above all the workers that are sort of left in the lurch when these companies, you know, decide that they've had enough and they just take off without really taking care of their financial obligations. Uh, clearly, United Mine Workers President Cecil Roberts realizes he's going to get a much better deal for his workers from Joe Biden than he will from one of these constantly bankrupt coal barons. Uh, he's delivering Biden's climate agenda as long as the White House delivers on the, quote, just a transition, unquote, funding to ensure that coal communities can find new economic opportunities in the clean energy economy. And that's going to begin under the American Jobs Plan, much of which is toured targeted toward where? Toward rural America, like much, if not most of Kentucky. Uh, here's some of the stuff that, just a few bullet points to throw at y'all uh, that, that would be included in this. $100 billion for rural broadband. How does that sound? $10 billion for water infrastructure. And Martin County will be getting some of that. $2 billion for rural housing. We could use a lot of that too. $20 billion for quote off system unquote bridge repairs. I'm not quite sure what that means, but anything having to do with bridge repairs has got to be good. Uh, $10 billion community revitalization fund and, uh, and $10 billion to help rural electric co-ops like we've got here uh, to do what? To transition to clean energy. Uh, and the UMWA is not alone. The clean energy future envisioned by Biden and the Green New Deal is actually popular. Really? Yeah. New polling from Data for Progress shows that the planks of the deal are all a net positive for voters, voters being much more likely to support their member of Congress if that person gets behind the plan. How much support? Oh, I'm so glad you asked. Voters say they support the Green New Deal by a 31-point margin. That's 60% a support versus 29% oppose. The proposal receives support from nearly all Democrats, 83%, and a majority of independents, 57%, not bad. Notably, despite persistent right-wing messaging against the Green New Deal, over one third of Republican voters still support it. Uh, that's 36%. 
So uh, very good numbers. And you know, once this is passed, it's gonna have legs. It's gonna have a uh, significant impact all across the country and especially, especially here in rural Kentucky. So uh, not news of the week, news of the very strong. Back to you. That's great. Thank you uh, so much, Nate. So it's really exciting to hear that, you know, the United Mine Workers is coming on board, uh, that, you know, the, the Green New Deal, even despite, you know, how much airtime trying to scare every Fox viewer about the, you know, boogeyman of socialism and the Green New Deal, uh, it's still popular, right? So that's, I think, really uh, exciting. And it's important because, you know, this is Earth Week uh, we've got new commitments being made all the time about climate change. We've got, you know, um, I think Biden got China to commit to coming to the kind of climate summit. And that's really critical in terms of actually addressing the problem um, in terms of getting the, all the big emitters on board. So this is, you know, this is exciting. And this is, I think, hopeful. And I think, you know, my, you know, mine workers are doing the right thing for their workers, right? They're going to get a much like they truly are going to put these communities, coal mining communities in a much better spot if they are playing ball with the administration and, you know, seeking the best possible deal for their communities, which, you know, benefit all of us here in, here in Kentucky for sure. Um, Kimberly, do you have any thoughts on the uh, on that story? Are you yes, I do. Uh, I, I'm just over here. Just if one more thing happens so good today, I'm just going to explode. Um, this is wonderful news and it, it adds some security to people. And the Green New Deal, I always thought was a great uh, thing to have exactly, but a lot of people didn't really understand what it was. But, you know, I know that uh, as Nate said, it's going to provide so many things. I just think that America did the best thing when we elected President Joe Biden and uh, Madam Vice President Kamala Harris. This just shows you one more thing about the administration that it cares about people. And I like that. Matter of fact, I love that. It, it's a nice change of pace, right? It, it really is, you know, trying to bring people together, trying to get, you know, uh, get our communities stronger, not just divide people, pit them against one another. Bessie's very excited about that all. Uh, she's joining us here. Um, Ken, do you have any thoughts about that story? Infrastructure. I mean, if this would mean so much because the coal, all the coal jobs, as we've talked about, over the last few years, they've gone away. And so like, what we're getting is maybe an opportunity to, to become, you know, not 45th in economy, but maybe, maybe uh, 30th, maybe 25th, maybe we can excel, maybe we, we can really just accept this as Kentuckians and, and move forward and, and learn different uh, ways to, to make a living. Because I feel like we are hard workers. I mean, every Kentuckian I've ever worked with is an amazing worker and we want to learn. So, I mean, we're, we're not just coal people and, and the infrastructure would really do a lot for our community if we focused on that. Yeah, I did like that polling that showed people are more likely to support their Congress member if they're behind the Green New Deal. That's, come on, Andy Barr, paying attention here. Get on, get on board, Andy Barr, or get out of the way. Uh, although that was nationwide polling. I don't know if they polled specifically in Kentucky's sixth district, but, uh, but at any rate, so uh, we are moving on to our next 
segment, our weekly segment, where we remind you again that we are, we're not a new show. We are a digital demonstration. So let's do something, folks. Let's make a difference. Uh, all right. So we are tonight asking everyone to call your senators. We are asking them to support voting rights, support H.R. 1, the For the People Act. Uh, it's uh, in Congress right now, passed by the House, stalled in the Senate, of course, because that's what the Senate does. Uh, and it's a bill to expand voting rights. It changes the campaign finance laws to reduce the influence of money in politics. Uh, it would limit partisan gerrymandering, create new ethics rules for federal office holders. This, of course, is like, you know, garlic to uh, uh, vampire Mitch, right? This is like the worst. Like, uh, this is a bill that he hates more than anything. Uh, he tweeted uh, recently, House Democrats HR1 is a partisan assault on elections. Uh, it directly targets political speech and would uh, centralize control of elections in all 50 states in Washington Democrats' hands. A dramatic one-party power grab over the way Americans vote. That, of course, is not true. Uh, you know, this, what this bill is, this bill is a response to the 47 states. So I don't know if you guys are, you know, US history majors. There's only 50 states. 47 states are right now seeking to pass more laws to make it harder for people to vote. Why is that? Well, that's because Joe Biden was just elected. <laughs> Bessie likes that Joe Biden was elected. She's barking about that. Uh, you know, the idea, though, is that this big lie, the Trump big lie, is giving fuel to these conservative lawmakers to try to uh, restrict voting as much as possible to, so they can pick their voters and so they can stay in office, right? And HR1 truly is an effort to, yeah, to stop the steal. Like we do not want Republicans to steal elections uh, and the laws they're putting in place will help them to do that. So HR1 is a level set. It's, you know, making sure that democracy is in fact for the people. So call Mitch, even though he hates the act, Call him so that he knows, his staff know, his advisors know that what he is doing is not, in fact, popular. Uh, and I know it, it, that feels kind of a little futile from time to time, you know, and if, you, if you're super busy and you can't do it, I understand. But, like, we got to reclaim our democracy, people. We have got to send a clear message to Mitch and to Rand Paul that they are not doing what the people want. So uh, let's do it, right? Let's, you know, and again, the first story of our of the day, you know, this is related, right? This is what happened in Georgia where they elected the first, you know, black senator ever in Georgia, uh, you know, and where clearly, you know, black voters made the difference, uh, the turnout through the roof, strategic organizing, hard work, you know, they're going to take that away. They want to take that away. That is 100% what they are trying to do right now. Uh, and that is, you know, white supremacy at work. So that's why HR1 is so critical. Let's call, let's hold them accountable. And, you know, uh, let's, let's, you know, even if we're not going to convince Mitch to do the right thing, we're going to make it very clear that he is ignoring uh, the will of the people uh, to uh, hold on to his power. So uh, that's it. That's what we got right now. Uh, make it, make a, make a call folks.
it don't cost nothing. All right, uh, that is call to action. Now I'm really excited, super excited, uh, because we have a, an idea we've kind of been noodling over for a while. We thought it would be uh, fun to do. Let's see, <laughs> let's see if it's fun. Uh, this is our uh, new segment, our Commonwealth's worst politician of the moment. Uh, and we say moment because I'm not really sure how often we're going to do this. <laughs> maybe it's for the month. Maybe it's for the week. Maybe this is so much fun. We're going to do it every single week. I don't know. But uh, the person we're going to introduce you to, because my, my gut is, instinct is that you have not heard of this individual yet. Uh, he is Kentucky House District 91's own Bill Weasley. Is that right? Wesley. Bill Wesley. Uh, I, I am a Harry Potter fan. Uh, but yeah, Bill, look at that guy. He is a clean cut individual. That is a high and tight haircut uh, because he is a, in fact, a former Marine. He's a first term rep from an Eastern Kentucky district. Uh, he is the Estill County Sheriff Chaplain. And I, I will be on, I don't, is that a job? Do you get paid to be the chaplain of a sheriff's department? I'm not sure. But he also is a, you know, he's a preacher at a, uh, you know, small uh, church. Uh, he had his first session, fairly unremarkable record, co-sponsored every single bill possible to limit the governor's powers during the pandemic because he wants to make sure that, you know, his constituents have the freedom to get sick and die. Uh, you know, he co-sponsored a few bills on his own. Uh, he passed a bill to keep military families from having to get an in-state driver's license if they're stationed in a different state than they claim as their perma permanent residence. So, you know, there you go. Uh, but what really got my attention was uh, somebody shared with me a, a, a public Facebook post uh, that he put out to his friends, family, and followers. And I'm going to read it for you. I believe with all my heart that a divine reversal is coming to our nation. I am also believing that we will wake up soon and see on the news that 30 or more will be arrested in Washington, D.C. for all the corruptness that has been happening even because of the crooked election that has taken place. So Representative Wesley, he is all in on Trump's big lie. He seems to think that God's with him because he believes that God will be intervening directly in our state of affairs to reverse the course of our nation. A, a divine reversal is on the way. It's a really interesting district though, District 91. Uh, it is one that uh, has been highly competitive through the years actually. Uh, Toby Harold, a Republican, Cluster Howard, that's a name, that's a Cluster Howard, uh, the Democrat, they traded off representing the district for a number of terms going back and forth, back and forth, uh, until that last election, they both uh, called it quits, and Representative Bill, he cleaned up, he took 70% of the vote, and the Democratic candidate, Paula Clemens Combs, didn't even get to 30%. So uh, this is a district that was a toss-up for Democrats and is now solidly behind a guy who is praying for Trump to be returned to power. Uh, this guy, he is definitely the worst politician of the moment. Uh, Let's see. It. We'll see what the, the, the response is to the worst uh, politician of the moment. If it's good enough, maybe Nate will drive, write us a theme song. I don't know. I, I was going to say, we need some kind of music, even just the sad trombone. Like, it's the worst politician of the moment. Oh, sad trombone's always good. You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> I definitely think we can do sad trombone. Ken, get on this. <laughs>
all right. Uh, so now, uh, now we're going to our standby, though. This guy does have a theme song. Uh, Doug Price is right. He's coming to us. He is going to bring us the skinny on straight party voting with Doug Price is right. Welcome to another edition of Doug Price is Right. Tonight I'm going to be talking about straight ticket voting and my belief that this practice must be stopped in Kentucky. Straight ticket voting allows voters to choose a party's entire slate of candidates with just a single ballot mark. In 2020, a total of six states allow or offer straight ticket voting. With a few exceptions, a straight ticket option is available in all general elections and applies to all partisan offices on the ticket, including federal, state, and local races. The states along with Kentucky are Alabama, Indiana, Michigan, Oklahoma, and South Carolina. I did a search on state rankings and found the US news rankings of the above states. We were ranked 41st, below Indiana and Michigan and above the other three. In Kentucky, one can straight ticket vote and then change a vote by selecting a different candidate. In my opinion, everyone should be informed on individual candidates as opposed to voting for a particular party. People should vote for the best candidate. Over the years, legislators have introduced bills to change this method, with the last being in the 2020 General Assembly. The bill was sent to the House Committee on Committees, which is best known for the committee where bills are DOA, never to be seen again. In January, I embarked on an effort to tabulate straight ticket votes totals by county. Most of this information was obtained from the State Board of Elections website. According to an email from the attorney with the State Board of Elections, counties are not required to report STV info to SBE. I found that interesting as I identified 30 counties that did not provide STV information on the website and contacted them via email in January, again in February, and my last attempt was made earlier this month. There was one stubborn county. I'm not going to name the county, but perhaps with that clue, you can guess that name. You have 120 to choose from. Put your guess in the chat. Hint. It is definitely a play on words. This county was listed twice on the SBE website and each link was a dead end with no information. The county finally responded when I sent a third email making an open records request. They politely informed me that I had to send an open records request in writing via snail mail. So I printed out the email, mailed it to them. I received a response in a couple of days, noting this information was available on the SBE website. Obviously someone corrected the error, but the county could have sent the info to me, but chose not to. There are those who will argue that if I can change my vote, then why not allow STV? It is my belief that this encourages a voter to vote a ticket as opposed to voting for an individual. No, STV is not as bad as STD, but voting is a sacred right and each of us should want the best people elected as opposed to the party. 
STP encourages people to vote party, not person. My analysis indicated that 667,000 people voted STV on the Republican side and 359,000 voted STV on the Democratic side. We know that over 2 million people voted with over 1 million being Republican registered and 987,000 being registered as a Democrat. With the ability to change your vote, it is difficult to analyze further. We need to work to remove STV as an option on ballots. This is more important than trying to find voting irregularities, progressive as opposed to regressive. Progress Kentucky, your progressive voice in Kentucky. Ticket voting. Uh, one of the many good government reforms we could be getting uh, here in Kentucky. Uh, be interesting to see. I'm sure that's one that, you know, when the Democrats were in power, they really liked it. <laughs> now the Republicans are in power, they really like it. Um, but uh, what about that that young Michael Adams? He seems like Mr. Good Government. Everyone's giving him accolades for being bipartisan. Should we have a conversation with him about this? Let's give him a call. Who's got his number? Anybody, uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's got his little website, sos.ky.gov. Anyway, uh, thank you so much for doing the research, for doing the diligence. That's not easy stuff to get. You know, uh, that's really impressive. Doug Price, doing the work, doing the work for all of you uh, progressives out there, uh, Progress Kentucky. Um, anyway, uh, so uh, I think that's mostly it for our show. Um, and uh, I want to thank you all for tuning in. Uh, and I want to hear how we are going to get wrapped up this fine evening uh, from my friend and yours, Kimberly Cecil Jones. Well, thank you, Aaron. I appreciate it. And that was a great, great piece by Mr. Doug Price, as I call him, Dougie Fresh. He has all the fresh information for Kernels of Truth. And I know that you are ready to turn Kentucky purple. Yes, there are no real elections this year. We've got time. Let's pour the money, our resources, our minds together to turn this state purple. It can be done. And we're close to like, what, four or 5,000 likes now on the page. Invite everybody you know, invite your cousins, your third cousin removed, whoever, all your friends. Just go on the page of Progress Kentucky where it says invite. And just invite all your friends, everyone on your Facebook list, those that are like us, like us, and those that won't, well, whatever, we'll get to them later on. Also, we just like to say also in all of this that we do need help. We do need your assistance, okay? It is imperative that we have your assistance, your buy-in to get everything done as we need it here in Kentucky. So we need kernels of truth all over this state to call out the propaganda that we're always hearing and the ridiculous claims of folks like Mitch McConnell, Rand Paul, and Andy Barr. Uh-oh, we lost Kimberly's audio. It's very sad. Uh, we're going to be starting to go fund me to buy Kimberly a new computer. Uh, look for that link on our Facebook group. And everyone else that we can get oh. to make this happen. 
Uh, am I here now? Uh, I'm good. I'm good to go. Okay. You know, I'm glad when this little infrastructure plan comes into place because here in Louisville, Kentucky, obviously I need some infrastructure myself with the uh, broadband that we have here with Spectrum. Yes, I'm going to call them out, Spectrum. So the other thing that I want to tell you is that we really, really, really thank you for watching us every week. And we thank the host, Mr. Aaron Viles. We, we thank Mr. Doug Price for Doug's Price is Right. We thank also our producer, which is Mr. Ken Howell. Uh, it would not be able to happen the way that it looks and the feel and the atmosphere if it were not for Couch Fire Media. So in Couch Fire Media, I will say this, that they do incredible work like animation and in uh, all kinds of things that I don't really know what they are because I stay in my lane, but Ken how he's the man he knows. So go ahead and check them out. Check out Couch Fire Media on www.couchfiremedia.com. And uh, also want to let you know that we've got a goal of $1,500 um, partly there. We need more. Uh, I'm going to give some money. Uh, and you know, it's got to be a good cause if I'm going to give some money, right? So if I'm going to give some money, you give some money too. Uh, the link should be on the page for you to go to. Um, also, uh, a lot of us, we're doing other work as well for the people and by the people. And one is the Jones Report. Yes. And Mr. Ken Howe is the producer of the Joe's Report as well. Looking fresh, looking good with Mr. Mike Boyer. You may remember him running for Senate. And then also Miss Betsy Foster, heavily involved in the Democratic Party. And yes, yours truly, the host, Kimberly Cecil Jones, which is myself. Watch us on this Sunday at 1 p.m. on the Jones Report radio program page, or you can catch it right here on the Progress Kentucky page. And let us not forget our girl, Denise Gray. Yes, yes, yes. Just found out that Denise Gray has been elected to the board of directors of our Commonwealth. Am I right, Erin, on that? Is that what the group is called, our Commonwealth? I think so. Okay, so uh, I'm, I'm just loving her. And uh, you can catch her. Um, Kentucky Conversations with Denise Gray on the Bluegrass Activist uh, page or Miss Denise Gray's personal uh, public page, Denise Gray. So until then, everybody, we love you. We love you. We love you. Love, 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 love you. And also, you know, make sure we're, we're all like on this campaign. Oh, so close. Yeah, we should definitely shout out Nate's song. Uh, and in case you're liking the music, it all comes from Nate O. Uh, and you can find him on uh, YouTube. I know you've been doing great. Uh, can you all hear me now? Now, yes, now. Somebody call President Biden right now. I'm, somebody call him. Aaron, I know you've got his phone number. And tell him I need my internet taken care of. Thank you. <laughs> I think Mitch is blocking uh, <laughs> the Mitch is blocking that uh, that uh, that inter infrastructure bill right now. So we are going to need to uh, make phone calls to Mitch to get Kimberly some internet. 
Thank or, you. Or, or Kimberly uses some of that, that. soror power. Yeah, right. You know what? I might just call up Madam Vice President Kamala Harris, my sorority sister, Ski Week, and tell her I need some internet, some broadband action over here in Louisville, Kentucky. But until then, you guys, we love you. Invite everybody you know. Do something nice for somebody this week. And we'll see you right back here next Wednesday night, our new time, new hour at 7 p.m. on Wednesday nights. We'll see you then. Bye. Thank <laughs> you.